Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to the first podcast of the year from the Deucebacks team. We are going to talk about the Australian Open, which is coming up very soon. We are going to be previewing the men's side, the women's side, talking about the draw and obviously ending out with our usual predictions, which usually don't work. But getting into the pod, uh, we have Bijan and Shankar, our usual guests, joining in. So Bijan, coming to you first, been quiet a while, but excited for the Australian Open. A lot of people not playing, some people playing. No, I'm always excited. Tennis season is <laughs> is always exciting. Um, it's a huge event in the house. Everyone gets together. Um, there's a lot of yelling, screaming. Um, so it's always exciting. Tennis season is good fun. I'm glad it's back. Um, and this one's exciting also because, well, this um, our favorites are fit, at least, presumably. So uh, that's that seems like a good start. Opposite sides of the draw should be fun. Can't wait. Yep. Yep, indeed. indeed. Uh, and Shankar, coming to you, I think happy, not happy with the Rafa health issues and also, but let's just get directly into it. So let's talk about our favorites first. Uh, Shankar, Rafa coming to you, top seed, but not in prime condition for the first slam of the year. Yeah, um, well, Nadal has some injury problems as he is one to, but I don't think he would be the favorite anyway, even if he were in the pinkest of health. I think Federer is the overwhelming favorite, given how well he played in Perth and given how well he played all of last year and just how quick he is off the blocks. Uh, my my most, uh, the one thing I'm looking forward to most is to see how Djokovic plays. And I, I'm really thrilled because last year it was great that these two split the slams, but it, they were also not challenged enough at times. And it would be really nice if Djokovic came back and stirred the pot because he's unqualifiedly in the same league as them. I mean, he's an all-time great. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Interesting. So, uh, Bijan, I'm going to come to you. Murray is out. Uh, Warinka is just coming back. Same with Djokovic. So you, as uh, Shankar said, the top two aren't like literally unchallenged. You have two people coming off a long break, but still their past record indeed speaks up for themselves. More, more so in case of Djokovic than, say, uh, Wawrinka, but there is a challenge. Wawrinka has good uh, history at Australian Open and 
Djokovic, come on. Australian Open screams Djokovic, literally. So, in in those terms, uh, there are actually four proper players who could come in. We, we could talk about the people out, outside the top four, but there are clearly top four contenders straight away there. W- what do you say about Djokovic and Warrenka in speci- especially? Uh, so, particularly, I think, I think Djokovic, no one's ever going to doubt talent and ability, right? It, it's the Australian Open. It's pretty much his home. Um, I think he wins one more and, and it's the new record for the maximum Australian Opens ever. But um, he always has a good chance. It just depends on how much match fitness in a way he's got because he hasn't played too much. But I remember talking to, I mean, all of us on the group the other day where um, he sort of demolished uh, Dominic Thiem. So, you know, I, I know it's just two sets. I know um, the second one was 6-4, I think. But... Uh, Djokovic is always in with a chance and I think the deeper these guys get uh, you know how how strong it is to beat them mentally you know it's just not a physical thing anymore um, so if Djokovic can keep up I guess the match fitness angle uh, remember his second round game is Gaia Malfit so that's going to be from just from a pure physical standpoint it's going to be a very very heavy game because Malfit doesn't give in easy um, he's very leggy so it, it's always it's going to be a long one um, so I guess it depends on how much that takes out of him because then everything after that they've got a couple of big ones um you know through the through his half uh Vavrinka, i'm really not sure he's been out for a lot longer uh Vavrinka's invariably you know either he either it's too hot and then he goes and wins things or it's too cold um, and we haven't really seen too much in terms of his uh, build up to the tournament nothing so of the four, I think Vavrinka probably has the least chance. Um, but yeah, you can't ever, ever um, rule Djokovic out, can you? Indeed. But I also think it's absolute sacrilege that we have gone literally five minutes into the podcast and not talked about Federer. So Federer, not the top seed, but clear favorite in terms of health, in terms of recent record, in terms of recent form. He's well, clear favorite. He's odd on favorites. Absolutely. I agree there completely. Um, Hardcore, if he's fit, there's literally nothing that, I mean, there's no reason for him not to be favorite. It's just, that's his game. He's 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 made it better. He's he's worked on his backhand. I don't know if you guys had the chance to see this. There's an article on um, on something called The Scroll. Let me try finding it for you guys. I, I, I remember saving it somewhere. It talks about how over the years, from Federer has gone from using the backhand as just a defensive output or just a change pace to actually making it a lethal weapon. And especially in the last 18 months. Let me find that and send it to you. It's absolutely incredible. So whether it's the fitness that has come back, or whether the injury problem was over, the new racket, the new guts, the new um, new coaching, whatever it is, it's obviously working. And, and there's no way he doesn't go into tournaments the absolute favorite now. Indeed, indeed. I think, Shankar, it's the right time for you to come in to talk about a bit about Djokovic. Have you seen? He's played very less. Obviously, he's just played a couple of... Is it one or two tournaments? One of one of those two. And have you seen whatever little you could? What do you think? Yeah, I saw him play against Dominic Thiem. It's, it wasn't a real tournament. It was an exhibition. But he looked good. And with him... His main problems over the last year and a half or whatever have been mental. So he seems really motivated. This He's got this slightly new service action. And uh, if he's motivated, then I think I don't think he'll win the Australian Open. I think he needs more matches. Everybody is not Roger Federer. But I think he will do well. He has a couple of 
big matches in his first four rounds. Like uh, Bijan said, Monfi in the second round. And if he gets through that, um, he might have to play Sasha Zverev in the fourth round. So that might be a bit too hard for him now. But like, I think they both will show us where he is. Just the fact that he's got Stepanek and Agassi and all these guys around him and he's doing all the right things. He's saying the right things. He's not going all woolly-headed. So he, I would be thrilled if he makes a really deep run in this slam, even though it doesn't all go well for Nadal in the future. I would be very happy to see Djokovic really do well. I think uh, Federer is the favorite above. I don't think Wawrinka is anywhere near the, the form required to win a slam. I would put Kyrgios and Dimitrov above Wawrinka in terms of the favorite skill. Yep. I, we we will discuss the draw in depth maybe uh, uh, a bit later on the podcast. But let's just talk about contenders. We have talked about top guys, but let's go to people you have mentioned. Dimitrov, Zverev, Kyrgios, Team, Silic. Uh, so in term, I'm just going in terms of seeds. I, these are the top six, literally. So... Uh, the only one which is outside who are not who's not part of the top six is Kyrgios, obviously you mentioned. So Shankar, if you have to tip two players to make semifinals outside the top four, the top four in this sense would be Warinka, Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal. Who are the two you're looking forward to making the semifinals? Uh, Dimitrov and Kyrgios. Well, it's 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 not even a long shot because Dimitrov is world number three, but and given that he had. Such a good Australian Open last year. He pushed Nadal very close. He won, I think he lost 6-4 in the fifth. It was To me, it was the best match of the year. And uh, maybe because and Nadal... No, it was really the best. Just the quality of tennis. I kept expecting Dimitrov to go away mentally. And he kept coming back. And he, he played so impressively. And everybody loves the way Dimitrov plays. I mean, he's exactly like Federer in that way. So, yeah, I think Dimitrov and Kyrgios can really go deep because... Really, they have the belief, they've got the form, they've played these big names enough so that they won't just show up and then, you know, get intimidated or frozen. I would not put it past either or both of them to get to the semifinals or beyond in this tournament. Interesting, interesting. Bijan, coming to you, one of my friends, you you might appreciate this more because you do follow football far more than, say, Shankar. One of my friends said, Dimitrov is... It's a bit like Arsenal. Great to watch. Don't win anything. And that turned turn, <laughs> turn at the end of the year, obviously. But this was a quite a while back. Not obviously early this year. But Dimitrov, C3, Kyrgios, C17, I believe. Would you agree? Are these two the top picks for you outside the top four we discussed? Um. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd agree with those two. Um. I mean, only my, my other two names that came to my head were obviously one was Zverev um, on the other on the other side of the draw, um, and Del Potro. But that's also because I'm I'm fairly biased towards Del Potro. I think he's I think he's a fantastic tennis player as well. But yeah, those two would be my other you know the other two picks. Uh, but I have to go with Shankar. I think these two are more likely uh, to get to the semi-final. Um, one of them because I'm not sure if both of them can. I'm not really. Can both of them reach a semi-final? They have one of them has to be uh, Nadal then, right? Which two? Uh, Nick and, and Dimitrov. They're in the same draw. They're in the same half. Yeah, I think they'll meet in the quarters or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's one of them that that will, will probably make the semis only because of the draw. But um, on the other side, I think it'll be 
uh, it could be Zverev or, or Del Potro. But then Del Potro has potentially, I think, I think it's a quarter of the semi against, sorry, I think it's a quarter or yeah, one of them against Federer. And Zverev and Djokovic could potentially be a fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting, interesting. And uh, staying with you, Bijan, absolute two dark horses if you had to pick for a semi-final spot. Two Good players, but you, you, they could surprise you. Mm. I, for example, for me, one of them would be Jack Sock. I'm interested to see what he does. I'm not sure how fit he is still. But if he's fit, that's the name I'm looking forward to. I really like watching him play, Jack Sock. So that's one of the names I think could... Obviously, when you are an underdog, you need so many things to go in your favor. That's the whole point. But that's one of the names I'm looking forward to. So in terms of any dark horses, dark picks, is Del Potro your dark pick, dark horse pick then? Yeah, I think he would and be. And he usually is your dark horse pick. He's always, he always is, man. But but that's also, I don't know, let's see. I mean... Uh, because for Del Potro, rankings is irrelevant. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Whenever he plays, if he's fit, he's top five. Okay, I mean, uh, I, I don't, yeah, I, I understand why you guys are struggling. Because there's a man who beat Nadal and Federer at the age of 20 to win a Grand Slam. So, can he ever be a dark horse? I mean... If you step on court against him and you've gone in the draw and thinking, oh, this is an easy win, then like, I'd be amazed. Goffin yeah. is another one we haven't talked about. I think David Goffin, who beat Nadal and Federer at the year end. I just don't think he has the the size, the power in his game to win seven matches. But I would not be surprised to see him reach that quarterfinal against Federer. Or, oh, you know, the other odd one um, is just because of his form of the past 18 months, the one... Dark horse would probably be Sam Query. But maybe quarters, quarter kind of level. Because I think Sam is... Uh, there's Gasquet and there's Fedor in that half. So yeah, maybe may, maybe Sam Query. Well, what, what about someone like Kevin Anderson? Well, again, that, that that's the thing, right? With any of these with any of these really big servers, right? So you've got Isner, you've got Anderson. They're always going to be a threat. But... Have they consistently been touched to anyone? Have they taken out anyone big in the last, in a Grand Slam over the past period of year, two years? Not really. So I get, I get, I get where you're coming from, but um, in terms of one dark horse, I, I can't really see anyone but um, Del Potro and then maybe maybe Query. I don't know. Yeah, I think Bijan was right. Query has taken out both Murray and Djokovic in back-to-back Wimbledons. So yeah. That's yeah. I think Query meets Federer in the fourth round. Or, and there's no meets Nadal, so there's no so, let's, so let's do one thing, Shankar. Since we're going in depth into the draw, let's go into the actual draw, okay? I'm just trying to, I'm just seeing the draw now, so I'm just seeing the first quarter where Nadal is. So, is there a clear path for Nadal? Do you think is there a challenging path for him? What do you, what do you think? Nothing His first round seems right. okay. Yeah, nothing till the fourth round. I mean, Berna Koric is there in the second round. I I would be surprised if he was pushed before he met Isna in the fourth round. I would be really surprised and very worried if he got stretched before playing Isna in the fourth round. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But having said that, um, Koric mm-hmm. has got the better of him in best of threes a couple of times. That'll be the only one. But I really don't. Yeah, I 
I don't think it, it, there's any interruption till Isna. In fact, I honestly don't even think Isna is an interruption, but but yeah, we never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bijan, coming to you on the second quarter, obviously Dimitrov is there, but his path is obviously far more filled with obstacles. He could play Rublev. He could then play Kyrgios in the round of 16. So it's clearly not easy for him. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why that's why I said one of the two because in in that in that in that entire half I think those those three are probably your favorites to get um, really deep. The other one that's a uh, I think he's oh no he's on the other side of the draw that's Shapovalov. But um, yeah, it'd probably be Kyrgios and uh, Dimitrov. And my dark horse pick is apparently in this quarter, so all the more reason to for me to focus. Jack Sock, I think, is on this qu- in this quarter, I think, because Kyrgios and Jack Sock sometimes play doubles together. So Kyrgios, Jack Sock, uh, obviously Dimitrov, Rublev, Shankar. Second quarter looks enticing. Very much so. I think uh, Kyrgios. Dimitrov will reach their head to head, their match, their matchup, and that will be the the winner of the quarter. I just, yeah. there's one question about Kyrgios's knees, but he kind of he likes to you know he walks around as though he's really like 90 years old, and he just steps up and boom, 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 he hits these amazing serves and he plays these weird shots. But something tells me that he's ready now to do really well in the Australian Open, and uh, yeah, I would even put it past. I think he is probably the favorite in that quarter to go past Dimitrov. And if he plays Nadal in the semis, yep, I'd still back him. So, uh, so is there a consensus we can say Nadal and Kyrgios as the top two from that half? Would you both be agreeing with that? Yeah, I'm good there. I'd say Nadal Dimitrov. My pick would probably be Dimitrov over Kyrgios. Okay, interesting. Uh, Bijan, sticking with you, third quarter, Zverev team. Yeah, pretty much. Clearly, seems to be seem to be the favorite, but this has Djokovic. Yes, I think that fourth round. I think it's the fourth round, which is the potential Zverev and uh, Djokovic game. I think that's the interesting one. For me, it's the third round, Zverev versus Zverev, possibly. Yeah, that's not a matchup though. He he'll beat his brother (laughs) every day of the week. (laughs) I think it's interesting to watch always. He's had more tough game. Because sorry, uh, it'll be a great fun game just because there's such a difference uh, different in styles, right? Misha is always Misha's serve and volley, and he's typically big ground strokes, big serve. So that'll be a good fun game. But yeah, I don't think Misha is going to beat the younger one. The problem with Zverev is that he yeah. has always done badly in slams. I remember famously I predicted him to win the <laughs> French Open last year. He lost first round, <laughs> and I said he'll do well in the US Open, and he lost in the second round. So he seems to have a mental block and he has to get past it in the slams. He did well in Australia last year. He lost. He pushed Nadal really hard in the third or fourth round. So hopefully he's ready. Um, game-wise, he's all there. I mean, if his, his whole game is in place. I, I think this is the slam where he might get this quarters. And if he plays team... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor if he's done for. He might as well go home now. But I, good thing he's not listening to me. So, yeah. But uh, you mentioned something, uh, Shankar, just before before about Djokovic versus Monfi. Second round, possibly. Second round, yeah. I think that's really going to be a, a, a an indicator as to how far Djokovic actually is. Because um, he's never lost to Monfi. But um, Djokovic, with all these breaks, is not 
the Novak we know. And I was still expecting to win in, say, four sets. And I hope mm-hmm. I'm right. And I'm just seeing who else is there. I can see Kokinak is in the same quarter. If his four-hand game is on song, home crowd advantage, possibly some upset somewhere? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's there. Uh, the problem with all these untested guys is there's a reason they're not rated untested. highly. Not, they've, not, they've not shown it enough, right? So, yeah. So, sticking with you, uh, Shankar, last quarter, the, you could say the two regulars, but obviously are the different corners, Federer, clear favorite, and your personal favorite of Thomas Burdick. And Burdick will show up <laughs> and lose. Yeah, he's... God, no. <laughs> well, Federer's all the way to the finals there. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's not going to be stopped the way he's playing. Absolutely. But Del Potro and Goffin. Yeah, well, okay, sorry. Yes, good point. I would hope Del Potro beats Goffin, and then Federer Del Potro would be good. And that's a good matchup. But even then, Federer dominates Del Potro. I think it's like he, he's beaten three every three times for each time he loses to him or something. So it's not. As scary as uh, federal fans might believe, but that should be a great match. So, Shankar, for you, the two semi finalists from the second half Federer and. Okay, I've been burned twice, <laughs> but I'll go against Zverev. <laughs> so, Federer, Zverev, Nadal, Kyrgios, correct? Yeah, correct. For you, obviously, you have said uh, Nadal and Dimitrov, and then Federer, I assume, obviously, and the third yeah, quarter. Um, I'd say Federer and Djokovic. I would go with Federer and Djokovic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- that semi-finals is going to be a mouth-watering prospect. Thank yeah. God for the long weekend. Uh, I think it'll be on August 20th, uh, Jan 26th as well. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Long weekend. <laughs> just, just three too bad. You don't have the long weekend this time. Haha. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I might need to find some time and sneak it, sneak into watching some games. So maybe that's that's there. So we have. I think it's time we have concentrated obviously on the men's side. Now we we can look at the women's side and as they say, Serena isn't playing. It's an absolute open field as usual because it's always Serena is playing. Okay, who is going to face her in the final? That's the case we usually face with. But now obviously Serena isn't there. So let's go to the women's side. Uh, Bijan, coming to you. Uh, the, coming into the Australian Open, the farm guide. Let's let's not look at the draw first. The farm guide. Who are your top three or four? Obviously, because no Serena means like you could literally name 20 favorites. So just let's just filter it out to your top three or four. Who do you think? Um, Muguruza, uh, Halep, and Kvitova. Muguruza Halep Kivitoa. Shankar. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Halep. Um, Svitolina, who's done really well, and something tells me Sharapova is gonna go deep. Oh no, hmm. So, for me, Halep, I sincerely hope this is the year for Wozniaki, at least in terms of form. And then I would go just considering the schedule if you have enough off days and if the weather is a bit more kind, Venus Williams. So that those are my three top picks, I think, in terms of coming into the with the form guy. But let's look at the draw. Shankar, have you had a chance to look at the women's side of the draw? Any thoughts about it? I saw it when it first came out, and I think yeah, it's 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 very promising for Wozniaki and Svitolina. The only yeah. reason I'm not backing Wozniaki is that she's never again. She's a bit like Goffin that she doesn't have a weapon to win. Uh, to dominate people. She's very good, and if anybody has ever done their time to win a Grand Slam title, it's her. Sure, she deserves it, but I still think there's enough people in this draw who will stop her from winning seven matches. So the form guide is with her, but her past record isn't. Would that be an apt way of saying it? Yeah, she hasn't hasn't proven it yet. I think she hasn't proven that she can win the big seven matches in a row, that kind of stuff, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just trying to open up the women's side of the draw. So let's do similarly what we did for the men's side of the draw. Uh, Bijan, coming to you, the first quarter I'm going to look, it's clearly Simona Halep. Is this her chance? Because uh, she her side of the quarter doesn't look really bad. But till the third round, obviously, you said could, she possibly could face Kutawa in the third well, round. If you if you take this step back as well, I know this is a total wild card, but she faces she could potentially she faces probably Bouchard in the second round, and then Kvitova in the third, which Correct. is itself which is itself a really a really hard start. Um, yeah, but Bouchard that, is that, not that Bouchard who reached the Wimbledon finals those years ago. It's she's not the absolutely. Same no, I know it's just it, it name. I mean, you know the talent is there, like with many in in the in the women's row, but it's not the easiest um, for most. I mean, all, in fact, all the favorites that we've mentioned, all nine of them, essentially they all have really tough first couple of games, at least up until the fourth round. And, and one more thing, even if say Halep gets past Kvitova, she could play Pliskova next. Yeah. And I don't think she'd beat Pliskova. If Pliskova yeah, gets that far, her serve's going to be firing. <laughs> And she's going to be yep. tough. And she's, again, Pliskova has enough experience where she's not going to get intimidated. She's not going to freeze. So and Pliskova might play Conta, is it? That's what it looks like. 
Correct. The fourth Quanta's, round. There's some sort of an injury question around Quanta, right? He pulled out of Brisbane, so Correct. I don't know how fit she is or whatever. But all these top players, they're so good that if they played two or three matches one day after uh, with the day gap, they can play themselves into the form needed to win. And as we saw last year, brought about by Serena's absence, that they're all excellent and they're all almost equally matched. So there's no question of somebody getting into a match and being, you know, mentally down or, you know, just seeming like an insurmountable mountain. So Conta is as tough as it comes. I remember the match in which she beat Halep at Wimbledon last year. It was one of the best matches of the year. So the game is there. But in, again, if you look at form, I think Halep and Pliskova will be the, the two form players. And I, mm-hmm. I'm shaded to Pliskova from that quarter, I think. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's look at the second quarter and then just round off the half. Second quarter, uh, Shankar, are you aware? Is Muguruz a fit? I, I, I didn't see the preseason, but I believe she retired from Brisbane, is yeah. it? Correct. Yeah, she also had some injury questions, a back problem, I think. So yeah, it's, it's as if the women's tour was already very unpredictable, <laughs> and there are all these injuries. If you anybody who's betting on the women's game is really, you know, it's, they really have a lot of money to spare. That's what I would say. Because yeah, so, but is she is she fit? Is she playing? Bijan, are you aware? Yeah, she's, 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 she's obviously playing. She pulled out earlier for the first tournament, uh, but she is playing. So just interestingly, uh, she just when you're going through the draw because this is all in the first half, you've got a potential third round which is Sharapova Kerber, right? And the winner of that could play could play uh, Muguruza in the fourth. So that is your first half. And also, I could see Madison Keys is in this. Quarter. I don't know. Obviously, uh, yeah, US Open form. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure. Slow she hasn't Stevens. done anything else post that, though. Both Mazen Keys and uh, Sloan Stephens haven't won a match since the US Open finals. So I think both yeah. Madison uh, Keys uh, haven't won a match since the US Open semi final. So I don't think the Australian Open is where they'll turn it around. But Kerber is the dark horse in that quarter. If if a former world number one former champion can be a dark horse, because she, she beat no Venus, she beat Venus at Sydney, and she's doing well. So, and no pressure, the rankings. Exactly, yeah. yeah so maybe absolutely. that's what she has to. One year she gets to number one, the next year she bottoms all the way down, and the next year she gets back up. Maybe that's her plan. <laughs> but that's a, that is that is a rich uh, quarter of the draw here. Sharapova, Kerber. Muguru, Halep, everyone's on that side. Yeah, so it's. Yana Kanta, um, then you've got Safarova, um, Blitzkiller, <laughs> yeah. And then Sevastova is also there. Yes, Sharapova. Yeah, Sharapova. Sharapova lost to her, right? Yes. Yeah, she did at, um, at the US Open last year, correct. Correct. So that's potential Both second. Oh, God, what a quarter. <laughs> I know, I think, yeah. Try I think they've, one. they've closed the betting. <laughs> pick one. Right. Obviously, uh, one gets to the semifinal. This. Yeah. Well, I picked Sharapova, but now I'm thinking. Maybe I was too <laughs> I could pick... Kerber is the one I saw. I mean, then obviously, when you see someone play, you, you're always impressed. She's won the Australian Open, and she knows how to play there, and all that stuff. So, Kerber. Kerber. Bijan. Muguruza. Ooh. Okay, I think I need to be just do a differential and say Halep. Is okay. Halep in this one? Halep oh, sorry, Halep in the first quarter. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, then I would stick with uh, Kerber. Okay. I think Sharapova is going to lose somewhere. I am hoping. 
let's see. <laughs> yeah, this pod has been this pod hasn't been kind to Sharp over the years. <laughs> let's see. So the third quarter, Venus Williams, obviously, and she but she's starting off. Yeah, potentially a With tough one. Benchich. Benchich. Um, Makarova looks is Makarova. Yeah, Makarova looks to be in this quarter. And then Switolina is obviously in the quarter. So Shankar, Switolina, Makarova, Venus Williams, anyone else in this quarter? Sloan Stephens, we you did mention she hasn't won a match post the US Open. So four big names technically. How do you see this quarter going? Yeah, I'll stay with my prediction. Switolina. Um, Venus has never lost to Benchich, but Benchich is in good form and Venus is old. So anything could happen there. I would still expect Venus to get through Benchich, unless yeah, no, she, Venus will beat Benchich, I think. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to beat Switzerlina in that quarter. I would say she's my semi-finalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I don't think it's. I think even if Venus Venus Sloan Stevens is a potential option there, but I still think it's probably going to be Switzerlina. And Switzerlina was amazing in Brisbane. Yeah, and even though um, the last four months of the previous year, Julia George is from Germany. She's ranked 12. She had a decent end of season, but um, I think this is going to be too far out. So, yeah, pretty much Switzerlina. I, I saw a couple of matches for Switzerland in Brisbane, and she was in red-hot form. Don't, I don't know if early season counts as peaking too early. I'm not sure about those things, whether it counts as much in early season form, but she looks ready. Uh, if anyone ever l- could look ready. So, yeah, I would stick to Switzerland. Venus Williams, if she gets through the to, till quarterfinals where she could potentially meet Switzerland, Venus should be in good form. Switzerland should be in good form. But maybe if she has tough early rounds, maybe it might be a bit too much for Venus. That's the only thing I can think why Switzerland might get through. The fourth quarter, we have talked already, Wozniaki. Van der Weg, Ostapenko is here, Coco is here. So, but is it straight for Wozniaki Shankar? What do you think? I don't think there's a player in the world who wants to play Elena Ostapenko on any day of the week. In terms of, um, she's got that power game and she knows how to play big matches, I guess. But you would think Wozniaki is the head and shoulders favorite in that quarter, just because she's played well this year. She reached a final win. Where was that? Hobart. And um, so, yeah, I think she should be good. Uh, Ostapenko, blow hot, blow cold. Yeah, so it's I, if she does it a few times, then we can start calling her a threat in every tournament. But um, another, person, another person in this quarter is uh, Dominika Chibulkova. She was trying to get back. And Coco Vandeweghe, who made the semis last year. So mm-hmm. she's, she's a bit like, Ostapenko, she doesn't go that crazy on court, but she also big shots, you know, very aggressive. Pat Cash is a coach. Everything should work there as well. I hope Wozniaki comes through. I think she she should consider herself the favorite there. Indeed, indeed. I think, I think of, um, it's an yeah. interesting one. Uh, she's also um, Sam Stoza. There's a potential Coco um, Zam stores a game and then eventually probably the Ostapenko. So I think if you are bringing down to two people, it could be two of those three and then Ostapenko and, and Wozniaki to, to the end of the quarter. Yeah. Wow. Sam Stoser is playing Monica Puig in the first round. Monica mm-hmm. Puig is one on the Olympic gold. Olympics, yeah. 
first Grand Slam champion versus Olympic gold medalist. That's a pretty decent first round match, I think. Yes, I think. Much as we all miss Serena, we should be happy for her for <laughs> leveling out the draw like this when she does. I'm like, uh, I think we should at least thank her that there is something to talk about in the women's section in depth. Like, like okay, Serena, who's facing her? That's that's usually how it might go. But yeah, so a lot of contenders there, but we seem to agree that it's Svitolina, Wozniaki, potentially Sharapova or Muguruza there and Simona Halep, possibly. Yeah. I would have just, yeah, and Kerber or Sharapova. Kerber. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Kerber. that's fine. Those four or five of those into the semis, I think. Okay, then Sh- uh, Shankar, sticking with you, your pick for champion in the men's side and the women's side. Roger Federer and okay, I'm gonna go on a limb. Elena Svitolina. Ooh, fourth seed, right? She's yeah, she's yeah, the I fourth seed, I think. I just like her. I mean, I liked her last year, the French, when she managed to lose from a position where nobody should lose from. But I just like the way she plays, and I'm very happy that she's in good form this year. Bijan, how about you? Uh, Federer for the men's. And how much ever I want Nadal to win it, I think this is Federer's. Um, and I think in the women's, I think if if Muguruza makes it through the first first week, then I think this is hers. Interesting, interesting. I would think Federer. I want to say Wozniaki or Halep. That's my two preferred picks. It's going to be obviously it's not going to come true, but that's a different thing. We let's not go into that because Shankar will then start talking about Zverev. Yeah, poor guy. (laughs) So we will not go there. So in terms of, obviously, there has been a huge injury spate in tennis in general in the last year. And obviously, Australian Open hasn't been spared. We have lots. uh, Nishikori is in playing. Murray is in playing. And few people are coming off long injured. And so in terms of upsets, Bijan, coming to you first. Is there a potential really early upset? We have talked about Warinka. He could be a really slow starter. So is he one of those candidates? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I'm not sure who he's. I'm not sure what the uh, how the draw helps him or doesn't help him. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know at which stage he could potentially drop out. But yeah, one him for sure. I think one upset could be um, Murphy's Djokovic. I don't know. I just get that. It's just one of those irritating feelings that it could be. It could be possible. How much ever I don't want that to happen, but. I think Morphe's Djokovic in round two is is another one. I think it's and because you don't want it to happen that you keep thinking it may happen. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And 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 Bijan, one more thing we have not talked about. Maybe it's it's a bit sad that we talk pick up his name maybe in the early possible upsets. Is it possible again one of the guys who really starts really badly in some tournaments, Silic? Yeah, he's top seven, and we didn't even talk about him. Poor exactly, guy. exactly. Because no, it's like nobody ever takes him serious till he comes till quarterfinals, at least. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he has a really tough run, so to speak, up until that stage. Exactly. I think, I think he, but but you said upsets, right? I don't think he's going to be upset in any way. Yeah, his. Even his fourth round is against Kareno Busta. So. Yeah, Shilich. even though Kareno Busta just won uh, 
Kuyong, was it? Yeah, Kuyong. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I think he goes through safe on that side. He has Muller in that section of the draw, but the funny thing with Chilich is even when he loses, it's not a major upset. And when he wins, people <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 tough on him, I guess. So I'm going by upset in terms of just rankings, but yeah, yeah, Chilich rankings. could be an upset. Yeah, Chilich Muller could be an upset easily. Kyle's Muller. No, I don't think. I'm not sure. Muller has never been much of a a, a giant killer on any of the other surfaces. Oh, he's only been he a giant killer on one surface on one time. So, <laughs> I think the sample size is too small there. But if you had to look for a, an upset, like the whole point is, I don't think we yeah, can okay, a, maybe yeah. Murphy Djokovic is probably the the biggest shot at an upset in the first week, I would say. Mhm. Mm, I'm just Adam <laughs> Bijan. It's it's very possible. <laughs> I can see that uh, third round there is a Dimitrov Rublev. Rublev is is good, but I think Dimitrov is playing at a level where he will be, be able to handle whatever Rublev gives him. Well, let's, again, of, let's throw yeah, out another wild one. See, um, Vavrinka potentially being um, ousted by Vadasco. Vadasco was playing Bautista Agu in the first round, right? Again, one of those long-standing names we have not, obviously, he's dropped off the horizon. He just, I was just, I just saw his name on the road, so just wanted to pick up your brains on that. Pick your brains on that. Shankar, no mention, obviously, of Joe Wilfred Songa. Oh, Is he's, it a, he's a chronic underachiever, isn't he? I mean, he is. Correct. He, I mean, I, I, I've never been even remotely worried when he plays any of these big four guys as to whether he's going to knock them over and he never does i mean it's it's him he's like burdick you know like in their minds they are <laughs> somewhere they are sated and they think this is as far as we can get and unfortunately it's a self-fulfilling prophecy unless they do it regularly they're not going to change so songa where is he in the draw uh he, he, he plays a qualifier he's 15 plays a qualifier and i, I think, think he's Shapo, in the dimitrov quarter i think yeah and Shapo. Sorry, Shapovalov is is his second round potential. Well, and then Kyrgios after that. So. And Kyrgios, yeah, yeah, I don't think Song will beat Kyrgios. But will he beat Shapovalov? Yeah. Ask me in well, three days. He's got, he's got the game, Shapovalov. Ask me after the second uh-huh. round, yeah. <laughs> Shapovalov is the most exciting thing. So the future is him and Zverev and team. But Shapoval, again, when they're so young, you don't know which version of them is going to show up at the slam. But if they both win their first round matches, that should that should that'll definitely be a night match. I think Shapovalov's song. Yeah. I'm seeing the, uh, this is a tongue twister. I'm seeing Shapovalov is playing a guy called Sitsi Pass. Or I hope I'm getting it right. Has any of you seen this guy? I've never seen this name before. So no. Stefanos, he's a Greek. No, never seen him. Never heard of him. Okay. Yeah, he's only, he's only 19. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, he only got 300,000 prize money. Federer won't even come to the Australian Open for that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, so. so. So, women's side. Obviously, we talked a lot of favorites, which means there's an equal opportunity of a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we should do is we should just record separately the women's draw and then just keep replaying it every time there's no Serena for every slam. And just edit it out after the open, <laughs> saying that we predicted so and so would win, and you know what you don't know is that we also predicted that just about everybody else in the draw would win. Yeah. 
but upsets possible upsets is is there even an up you could call anything as an upset in the women's room because on that day anyone can beat anyone i'm already upset yeah as i called out because of a court custody thing she should if she had been playing i would have been interested mm-hmm. so much she's somebody i like but <sighs> women's draw yeah who are the upsets it's, that's you have to redefine the world the world <laughs> exactly. upset right yeah so if anyone think- but the top 50 win it's an upset okay yeah. fair enough <laughs> Anyone with any women followers they're just going to slam our twitter so bad uh-huh. because we've just been trashing the draws every every single grand slam. Oh it's just it is that open. I mean it's it has always appeared like this. I mean next year when Federer finally realizes that he's a human being and he may grow old there will be kind of a, a vac- not a vacuum but the the, the the top will be a little more open I think. I don't think Murray is going to come back into big four form ever again. A hip operation i don't think it's something you would recover from that way from what i've been reading online and all that stuff and nadal he probably has another year or two and that's it so How finally all these guys will go federer i don't know i he might play for another 5 years i i really don't know his the, the way he plays the way he's motivated the, his style less less stress shorter matches i mean everything is everything about that guy is you know it defies any sort of explanation and uh, he's proven everyone wrong so many times i was last year i was going through some old newspaper articles in 2013 and 14 and saying roger federer soldiering on when every, even though everybody knows he will never win a slam again la la i'm like oh yeah sure great and, and now he's this year he could possibly win he can definitely win one and if he stays fit which he will do everything he can to he's already the favorite for wimbledon right i mean who else is there It's crazy. Interesting. I think uh, before we close out, Shankar, any last points from you in terms of what are you looking forward to the most? If there are a couple of things you are looking forward to the most, uh, except the weather where people start painting and all. Other than that, what are the things? Obviously, that's not something you are going to look forward to, but you would want the best players to be in their prime condition. That's what makes Australian Open great. So, what are the couple of things you are looking forward to as part of closing this part? I'd like to see Novak. play deep go deep into the tournament because it will really change the dynamic of the tour the fact that he's back it'll it'll make people it'll it'll have so much so many ripple effects and of course i would like to see nadal do well but and that's not looking forward to that's a taken right <laughs> no i mean you don't know you don't know how how fit or how injured he is so and and you're much more interested about the mental side obviously we know he's, he's a physical specimen or at least was till he withdrew from the tour for a while five setters aren't an issue for him he's going to play it's more about the mental aspect how tuned in he is would that exactly. be exactly absolutely that last set against dominic team at the french open where he just went away six love i mean it was the most horrifying thing i've ever seen i i, I couldn't watch it and i still had to watch it I, it was so painful to watch you know i was like no not you i mean you're novak djokovic you won 12 slams come on do something here you know you're not supposed to be folding like this i mean losing is one thing but that is i mean and yeah so i hope he's back I, and that will be the best news for the men's tour if he comes back bijan couple of things you're looking forward to what do you in, in this couple of weeks of the tour Um yeah I think nothing uh nothing outside of what Shankar said to be honest I think uh Djokovic's return great for the tour you want to see um 
a bit more of a challenge back again because it was let's be honest it, was, it, it wasn't expected for Nadal Federer to do what they did last year but they still did it and it just shows how hard it is for absolutely everyone else um, to break through um, I'd like to see Zverev break that Grand Slam hoodoo in terms of just you know not going beyond the fourth round that would be interesting yeah, give me some respect back. yeah no but you know Vavrinka's back here is a fantastic game uh, probably the best backhand in the game. I'd love to see that fit and filing. Um, and on the women's side, you want to you know you want to see someone like Bosniaki do really well. She's had she had a great year, um, but you know if if we remember go back a few years, she was world number one by winning everything outside of Grand Slams. It, it, it at some stage it it has to translate to to getting a Grand Slam. So it should be good. Um, that's what I'm probably looking forward to. Yeah, I'd just like to add on to that. Even though number one versus number two should not be an upset. and it, But it would be a huge surprise if in the women's side, number one and number two played. And if Halep played Wozniaki in the women's finals, that would be a great story. I mean, that would be great to see one of them winning. So, yeah. I think it would be a great story if they indeed get there first. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. true as well. <laughs> yeah, so... So we all agree. Any woman and Federer, right? That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. From pretty the depth you mentioned, yeah. Oh, uh, Srikanth, we can record the French now and it'll be any woman <laughs> and Nadal. And we can do the one for Wimbledon as well and just copy-paste. Is, the is Serena not expected to be back by French? Uh, I don't know. No, she's not. She's She's very close to being ready. I just don't know. It seems like the French is not her favorite title. Favorite and it's not the title. Open you would want to come back to. I would yeah, say Wimbledon. She would probably want to come back to Wimbledon. Because Wimbledon, if her serve is working, she doesn't even have to move. I mean, seriously, she's going to be that good. So I would expect to see her at Wimbledon, if nothing else. There are no other issues. So we are at the end of the part where, and obviously when we review the Australian Open, we are going to tell you we got it right in terms of the women's draw at least. We can always yeah, say we got it right. Except, yeah, even if only for Ostapenko, we didn't get it. But we didn't name her, but we said some woman. <laughs> close. Yeah. We we broadened the framework as much as we could in terms of <laughs> women's drawback. But we are indeed going to be reviewing at the end of this, hopefully, two great weeks of tennis. We are going to be back. If you have any questions, any feedback, any opinions about this pod, please let us know. We are all on Twitter. You can... Always drop us a message. It would be very helpful in terms of any feedback, comments. If there's anything you want to cover as part of the review show, do let us know. We'll be there to cover this. Till next time, this is your host, Shrikant. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 